What is up, everybody? My name is Dave Rivera. Welcome back to another episode of Never Made Varsity. You can find me on Twitter at DRivera1222. And uh, yeah, I'm surprisingly okay after the living hell that was yesterday. Are you okay? Because I was concerned. I'm I'm glad you were concerned. That means y'all are real ones. You're my friends. (laughs) Because I was not okay yesterday. (laughs) But now I'm okay. Good. Hello again, everyone. It's your boy, Maverick. You can find me on social media at heartbreak underscore underscore kid. Hi, everybody. My name is Aaron. (laughs) I am alive on this great Sunday. Barely, so the Lord's Day, <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. And my name is Colby. I'm last today, but I'm here. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. All right, y'all. Let's address the proverbial elephant in the room, which is women's basketball. Women's is great. basketball <laughs> is literally. It's like watch. You know, y'all remember when we were there, Maverick and Colby, like. They were, like, right smack in the middle of going through it. Because, like, our first year, they were, like, kicking. And then all that stuff went down. And then uh, we lost a bunch of players. They all transferred. Um, and we had a couple down years. And it was slowly going back up. And, like, seeing them now is, like, I don't even have a good analogy for it. If anyone has a good analogy, you can, <laughs> you can jump in here. But it's just, like, watching, like. It's like the Phoenix rising from the The Phoenix ashes. rising. There we go. You got a new coach. You got new and fresh legs. You got fresh legs. New people. New good recruiting. I heard they're doing well in recruiting, and you know you just knock off NC State, undefeated NC State for the second year in a row. It's like there's lots of good things happening with that women's basketball program. Rank Carolina, you cowards! <laughs> yeah, do it. But yeah, Big no. props though to Coach Bang Hart and what she's done so far with the program. I'm incredibly excited to see where this team goes, not only even this year, but in the years ahead. And they seem like they really like uh, she fits in really well with that team. Like the team seems to really uh, like her, and she fits in really well at Carolina. Like she, her and Mac are like besties, which is hilarious yeah. to me. It seems like everyone's bought into her, and she's bought into everyone really well. So, <laughs> wait that that wasn't what we were talking about. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> ah, crap. Um, well, anyway. Yeah, UNC men's basketball. Let's um, let's break down that dumpster fire real quick. So heels yeah. heels lose seventy nine seventy six to a seven and seven Clemson squad that lost to uh, what was the team they lost to? Um, crap, I'll pull it up. But anyway, Yale, which we beat. Yale, there we go. We they lost to Yale. Uh, they also beat. Um, oh, I'm sorry. They also lost to Minnesota. They lost to South Carolina. Um, yeah, Yale. All, all the good stuff. Um, so I... For anyone that saw me tweet yesterday, <laughs> I was less frustrated about the streak ending. Like that in and of itself is just like a quirky sports trivia kind of thing. Like that, that, that means in the grand scheme of things... Nothing. What I was really frustrated about was being up 10 with two minutes left to go and them forcing OT and losing an OT. It just, and it was all like anyone with two eyes watching that game can't say that we don't have the talent or the players to at least win games. It's just execution. 
to have three turnovers in the last minute is just seriously it's inexcusable but anyway uh colby what are your thoughts at after all of, after stewing and all of this i know you're not quite as worked up as i am but still <laughs> i mean here's the thing about this team even with a lead late in the game if what you want to do is pound out the rest of the clock just dribble out the rest of the clock as much as you can when the shot clock gets to 10 who do you give the ball to Sharpshooter Garrison Brooks. Garrison Brooks. <laughs> in that game well, last night? In general, I mean, for right now, we don't have Cole Anthony. Like, in theory, Cole Anthony is that person, but we don't have anyone who, at the end of the games, we just need to ice this thing. Can someone just go and get theirs? And that person does not exist for them. Well, you know, you would th- – actually, sorry. I forgot. I'm hosting today. Aaron, <laughs> what do you think? <sighs> I agree, Colby. I don't know who you give the ball to. And that is a big problem. I think that's a problem that a lot of Carolina teams have is that when the guy is out, there's no one who can step up. Like, in 2017, those games when we didn't have Joel, we were not good. The offense did not exist. Um, and, Yeah. I feel bad saying this, but I feel like I've almost emotionally moved on from the season already. Oh, I have. I just bought my football season tickets, and I'm very excited <laughs> for for that coming up. But that's a different conversation for not now. Football school. Maverick? I mean, just I think you can speak for virtually everybody. It's It's frustrating when you lose kind of like that with what's on the line, not only like the streak that there was with Clemson and Chapel Hill, but also still Roy is still searching for the win to put him over the hump to pass Dean Smith on the all times wins list, all in conjunction. With the fact, as you were already stating, we were up 10 points with about two minutes left and somehow some way did not win the game and it went to overtime. And then the, the momentum was gone. I'm sorry that the, the momentum was gone. I'm interested to hear your thoughts, or I for everybody, um, on the decision or lack of communication to foul up three. Because I've seen people that don't even believe in that to begin with. That they say just let it play out. That's not a good strategy. And then there are those that are like, no, you're an idiot. You should foul up three. So I'm just curious because what Roy post game said that not that he didn't want them to, he said that he forgot to tell the team. Now that can be interpreted in a couple of ways. That can be you know Roy falling on the sword for his team. That's um, how I see it. Yeah, that could, I I have a hard time believing that a Hall of Fame coach and his assistants did not convey that to his team if that's actually what he wanted. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I agree. I don't think that the team forgot either i don't know but i don't see everyone not doing that yeah i think the math is iffy on whether or not you should play it out or or foul i mean my thing is if you're not gonna foul literally let them have anything inside 
Right. You just, just like get the perimeter. Like just just park everyone. Run like a five out defense. Like don't even don't even protect the rim. Just get five perimeter defenders out there. And it was um. Yeah, I I don't know why we're chasing people through screens in the like mid range in the middle of the paint. Like just just guard the three. Yeah, Maverick, you have any thoughts? I think it's it's really just an exercise in kind of situational awareness because I think it can be different for different teams and different even situations. Because honestly, if you you can, it just turns out it's like when you go for two or anything like that or take those chances when it goes right, it's the right move. When it's wrong, it was the wrong choice. Where mm-hmm. when you're up three like that, if you do just to hold it like we did and just you're you trust your defense that they're not going to hit a wild three. UNC has had a bad history in the years past of people hitting crazy threes on us. Like tonight. Jaquan uh, Newton, who hit yeah. like four threes for Miami in the entire season and then hits a game winner against us on our senior night. We're not better. Um, or <laughs> don't even get me started on Chris Jenkins. Well, last night, you know, last night, the uh, who was, I think somebody came off the bench. I don't even remember his name. But he came off the bench and he was like a 28% shooter or something like that. Comes off the bench cold. Hits his first three, and you know stuff like that matters in a tight game like that, and it it, it just it boggles my mind that it's like clockwork that you say, mm-hmm. all right, who's the lowest percentage three point shooter on the team? That's who's gonna go off. It's crazy. It's nuts. Remember that uh, that three that went in right at the buzzer for halftime? Uh, yeah, that totally <laughs> that totally inconspicuous three that meant nothing, right? <laughs> it turned out to mean something. Uh-huh. Then. Then you look at actually fouling, because that big thing is that stops the clock. It does put them on the line, and at most they can only get two. But at that point, you're also trusting your team to inevitably make their own free throws to keep it at three. And we're not a terribly consistent uh, free throw shooting team this season around. So that could also even still cause problems. And so... Like I said, I think it just comes down to it's one of those things where you're going to make the decision one way or another. If it goes right, it was the right decision. If it goes wrong, it's the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're darned if you do, you're darned if you don't. I was going to say the exact same thing because nobody remembers all the times that it goes right. They remember the time that it goes wrong. So I think we'll we'll all remember this time. You're screwed either way. It's It's definitely frustrating knowing that or at least feeling that we played so much better especially from an effort standpoint for 95% of the game and then that last 5% is what loses it you know mhm cuz you know you got Brandon Robinson he's got career highs Andrew Playtex playing well Garrison Brooks is playing well um Armando Baycott well. he's playing well he seems to have gotten his legs back under him after his ankle injury and then you get three turnovers in a minute and a half and you give up a 10-point lead, and you go to OT, and everything's done. You give up three backdoors, backdoor layups in a row. The oh, biggest God. problem out of the whole game, in my eyes, is your bench plays 30 minutes and scores two points. I'm less concerned about that just because of how – how how legitimately deep we have to go into that bench to get anything of worth. I mean, yes, but 
Christian Keeling and Justin Pierce, who are expected to be major contributors for this team, yesterday combined for two points. Against Pitt, they combined for two points. Against Georgia Tech, they combined for 17 points. points. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, my thing is the, the one thing you – the worst thing about this team is the shooting, and that's the one thing you can't fix. You can't scheme around, can't shoot. Yeah. There, there is no way to scheme around the ball not going into the basket. Well, I feel like there's not a scheme, but there is an answer. It, it, there's an answer, and it's play better defense. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like if you're not going to – if you can't hang your hat on your offense, if you know you don't have good shooters – you you dang well better defend, and we're not doing either. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess. But at some point, you also need to score. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. So uh, here's the here's the question the the one that nobody has an answer to. I don't think, or at least I don't, and I don't claim to. I don't. I'm not a coach. I'm not a. I'm barely. De- I'm, not, I'm not even decent at basketball. I mean, y'all, all of y'all have seen me play, so it's the, <laughs> so it's not any secret. But like, where do we? Like, where do you even go from here? Like, as a not as a program, because we've got you know, two five star big men, a five star guard, a four star about to be five star guard, and Puff Johnson coming in next year, and so I'm not really worried about the state of the program per se, but like for this year the short term like how like how do you proceed as a player and as a fan like because i'm no i i can speak for myself and as a fan it it's about done like uh i'm a tar heel through and through but i can't justify spending my time watching this team you know what i'm saying like i'll watch occasionally i'll watch the duke game i'll watch the state game but I have zero expectations whatsoever for this team at all. I'm just going to go in expecting, all right, we're probably going to lose this game. Let's see what we can do. And that sucks, but that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, Mav, where are you at? Um, it's. I mean, it's been an incredibly frustrating past couple weeks. It's well documented. and I, I do feel like it is a, a, a just a seasonal kind of thing. I mean, you look, a lot of programs kind of have this. I think, what was it, Kentucky's t- 2013 season? It was like the year after they mm-hmm. won the national championship where I don't even think they made the tournament. Our they lost team. in the first round of the NIT. Yeah. So, I mean, teams kind of have this where it's just kind of perfect storm of either injury-ridden, just some players not playing up to expectations, uh, just a lot of different kind of things going into it. But we have a really strong class coming in next year. That will replace uh, and and refill those kind of spots. So I, I'm I'm just trying to be as as optimistic as I possibly can at the moment. Aaron, I honestly don't know because for all we know, Cole Anthony could come back and become Kemba Walker, and we could somehow go on a run. But odds are that's not going to happen. And. It sucks to just give up on a season, but I feel like that's where I am at this point. So here comes the other question that we kind of had similar conversations last year about a certain individual, especially mm-hmm. if the prospect of us making the tournament starts to become less and less likely. Should Cole come back 
and risk it further injury or just get ready for the NBA draft. I don't Kobe, see what he has to gain let, by playing any more games. Colby, what do you think? I mean, to, to answer your first question, I, what do you root for? I mean, cheer hard when we play State and Duke. Uh, if Cole comes back, see if he can win five in a row to get us to the NCAA tournament. That's not going to happen. Um, uh, I mean, what's Cole going to do? I, I think he comes back. I Basketball, I am not as concerned as re-injury as other like heavier contact sports. Uh, so if he wants to come back, I mean, sure, but whatever he wants to do, I'll be cool with. I totally get it. I'd agree with that. Like, I don't think that you can be mad at him either way because he's going to do what he thinks is best. And so we need to agree with that. I would be shocked if Roy tries to convince him to come back because Roy is the type of coach that always seems to want to have players NBA goals over his own personal team's goals as we've seen from him saying that he told Nas and Kobe to go pro I mean there's that and then there's also which I truly do believe that like Roy is a good person and wants the best for his team also it's a horrible recruiting look yeah it is if you're holding kids back from the league yes so we're in a little bit of a conundrum for this year I think, you know, teams go through down years. This just happens to be a really down year. But I I think we're all in agreement that we don't anticipate it to be long-term. We're not UCLA. And I tweeted that out. I was like... We've just been spoiled. And sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow that we have been very privileged in the level of play that we've been able to see on a year-to-year basis and basically just consider that to be just standard at that point. And so yeah. anything below that causes everybody to go insane when it's just because we've it's been elite of the elite for decades now with this program. Maybe we're just bad at like turn of the decade teams. Because <laughs> that's true, because 2010, you know, what was it, 2002? That was also not great. I don't remember. But anyway, um, we should move on. But it, it's it's an interesting thing to talk about just because – you know you you spend so much time doing football or at least when we were there like we got through football season for basketball season like all right now we're basketball season and now we're basketball season and i think this is the first time where it's like conceivably like we really stink we're probably not going to make the ncaa tournament there's no postseason hope whatsoever how do you feel and i'm just i'm trying to 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 learn from the colby school of sports and try and be more apathetic and just enjoy things. So I'm that's that's where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna find my my happy place, my meditation chamber. I'm gonna just enjoy sports. The NBA is fantastic right now. I'm gonna enjoy those. Uh, I'm gonna enjoy that when it gets to that playoff uh, picture, and we can talk about some of that. I know that Mavericks and Lakers just played because my boy Braun. Um, but we, uh, if Maverick wants to open that can of worms, but anyway, we should move on. to... Don't let the grad transfer steal your joy. No, <laughs> uh, I hate it so much. Okay, anyway, stop. Graduate <laughs> assistants, according to the Fox Sports South team. God, they suck. <laughs> they did suck. All right, NFL playoffs. Okay, we got a game currently happening. Uh, I don't write. I don't know the score because I'm looking at the rundown. 
But, it um, is twenty eight to twenty four Houston. Um, Houston was up twenty four nothing, twenty four to three. I think twenty four nothing, and uh, Chiefs, Chiefs scored four touchdowns in the second quarter. Yeah. <laughs> so, I would like to just call on the Saints to come up to the front of the t- to the front of the room really quick. Uh, <laughs> you were talking all that junk. And by the way, we can get on Michael Thomas in a second because he is another level of annoying to me right now. But uh, Saints lose to the Vikings 20, uh, 20 to 26 in uh, – uh, did they go to overtime? I think, yes, they went to overtime, yes. right? Yes, they went to overtime, lost 26 to 20 on a Kyle Rudolph uh, touchdown that – Saints fans, you know, it looked like not, offensive pass interference to me. I would give them uh, the, I would agree with them there, but am I mad about it? Not really. No, yeah, it was absolutely offensive pass interference, and they didn't call it. <laughs> I so, don't know if I would say it absolutely was. I think there was contact both ways. I think that it would have been acceptable with a no call or with a call, and someone would nah, have been mad that no was pass what. interference, and they just let that one slide. I'd be furious. <laughs> they said, "You made me deal with this, uh, this, uh, <laughs> this pass interference replay rule. You get this. <laughs> Congratulations." <laughs> but um, yeah. So any as far as the fallout from that, I mean, Saints. What is it now? Six years in a row have gone through something like this. Like between playing the Seahawks, they've gone the Vikings twice, lost the Vikings twice. Played the Rams last year and lost on that uh, offensive PI call. Um, you know the mm, they had the the beast quake. The beast quake. You got the mini the miracle in Minneapolis or whatever the heck it's called um, with uh, Stephon Diggs. I forget. There's one in there that I'm forgetting. But um, anyway, six years in a row, Saints fans have lost in a really heartbreaking way, and it. <sighs> It, they make it hard to feel bad for them. I'll I'll say I'll put it like that, and I'll sh- I'll stop talking. Colby, what do you have to say? <laughs> I mean, you know how I feel. They're the whiniest fan base in the NFL, and I love this song. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Maverick. It was a really good game. I actually caught that one. Uh, it went down to the wire, but I hate it for Breeze. I really like Drew Breeze as a quarterback, and. I know his his years are starting to wane a little bit. I would say it's it's kind of like the same deal you like with Aaron Rodgers and even Tom Brady because uh, looks like that dynasty's just about done. Aaron, yeah, I feel the same way, Mav. I don't hate the Saints. Um, I think it's I an like NFC South Brees. thing. It, it's an yeah, NFC South thing. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, one I did of like the things Kirk Cousins going, you like that. Yes, that was funny. One of the things that I hate the most about it is that with this and the Patriots' loss, now there's going to be all the talk of our him and Tom, our Drew Brees and Tom Brady leaving, and I would be shocked if either one of them is playing for a different team come next season. Very quickly, we don't have to spend this much time on every single one of them, except because I know uh, Maverick's going to want to talk about one of them. Seahawks, Eagles, I didn't see anything noteworthy except for the fact that uh, Carson Wentz went out with a concussion, did not come back because he self-reported that he felt concussion-like symptoms. Um, There was also a pretty egregious hit by Jadavian Clowney that I felt was um, roughing the passer or unnecessary roughness. Uh, Not roughing the passer, I guess, because he gave himself up as a runner, but I would constitute it as unnecessary roughness do any of y'all have any thoughts about that um 
Uh, uh, well, one, uh, Josh McCown actually played like this um, second half of his time playing in that game with like a torn something, like a like his a hamstring. His hamstring was torn off the bone, which hurt, I can imagine hurts a lot. But um, the the clowny hit in real time. It didn't look that late. I. Maybe should have thrown the flag. I would. I don't. I wouldn't have argued with a flag, but with a no call. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I personally, what I the way I saw it was was uh, unnecessary roughness. Just because, especially because that helmet to helmet hit, especially to the back of the head. I thought that was pretty. I don't think he did it intentionally, but I think the rule is the rule. I don't think. I don't think he did it intentionally, but I think you should have thrown the flag. Is where I stand. I won't, regret you of that um any other thoughts on that i'm gonna take that as a no all right bills and <laughs> texans all right they went to ot that was a great game i was on my way back from italy um and i was at the airport stuck in philly um and i was watching that game on the tv in the airport and that was a great game to watch for me um so the texans win 22 19 um bills gonna build <laughs> the were yeah. they they were up 16 to 0 at one point were they not yes mm-hmm. they were yes so yes bill's gonna bill um after that titans and patriots so maverick how you feel buddy how did this feel how you have had like the postseason to make up for this basketball this college basketball season man it's been crazy i'm, I'm so happy for you how do you feel <laughs> it feels so nice up at the top <laughs> but no uh first of all tighten up uh Hammer second down. of all we're dynasty killers uh the patriots <laughs> dynasty is over period <laughs> and it's a good feeling right now we did america a great service so you're welcome america thank you titans i no. just want to say i called it i said it in the group chat i put it on twitter <laughs> you did yes he did call it he said you had a feeling now, let's be real here. I was absolutely frightened because it started off with the portrayal of the game uh, by ESPN. It was all about Tom Brady. Is this going to be his last game in Foxborough? Is he going to retire? Is he going to leave? Blah, blah, blah. And then he posted this video on Instagram with Christopher Walken chasing a pack, and it's like, it's too late to be afraid. And I'm like, dang it, y'all have pissed him off, and we're about to get prime playoff Brady, and it has to be against my team. But... Luckily, my team did pretty well, but also a sort of thing where I think this is one of the weaker offenses that surrounded Brady. So I don't know how much of an opportunity he had to really show his stuff in conjunction with his aged well. So, but it turned into a bit of old man yells at Cloud instead of being scary. It's just like, eh, get out of here. How many times do I have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> and, it, and it was us beating them at their own game. Uh, well, ultimately, the score was 20-13. to 13, The Titans win um, behind a, a whole 72 passing yards for Ryan Tannehill and 100 and, let's see here, 182 yards from Derrick Henry. Someone tweeted today or yesterday that if Derrick Henry was born in any other era, he would like someone said like he would have kicked Genghis Khan off his horse, conquered like Alexander the Great would have just been Alex, like he would have like sacked Rome, like it's something crazy like that. Like Derrick Henry is a grown man. It's crazy. 
But no, like again, going back to the whole thing where we all, we definitely kind of played the same kind of a game plan that the Patriots normally would against other teams, trying our very best to take off one of their strengths, and then also just some of the general tactics. Did y'all catch the thing in the second half, like uh, in the, the fourth quarter, rather the punting thing? Exactly. So that we were on like a fourth and two ish, like with six minutes to go, and the, Mike Vrabel advise the team to go ahead and take a delay of game penalty, which I, I don't know the exact rule, but basically when it's more than five minutes, if you take a penalty like that, the clock can still run. And so we were up uh, at that point, and the Patriots didn't really have an option to use a timeout because they needed it for any kind of run that they needed to make. And so they burned an, a minute and 40 seconds off the clock just accepting penalties. And then we got the Patriots to get an offside penalty, which basically reset it all until it got under five minutes. Mm-hmm. So Bill Belichick was absolutely livid on but the sideline. that is something that he used weeks prior when he was playing the Jets. It was the same exact strategy. That's what you call getting a taste of your own medicine. And he was pissed. I, the one thing that upsets me about that game is that, yes, that it was very smart, but two, that was a cowardly punt. That that, yes. that is a coward's punt. Fourth and two on the like what the forty yard line. Go for it in the game. But anyway, I'm upset that that cowardly punt was rewarded with a win. But, but it was very smart. The the I think one of the coolest things if Tom Brady does retire, which I don't think he will because of this, is that his last ever throw was a pick six. That was beautiful, a work of art. Um, so yeah. That was the wild card. We'll get back to my Titans in just we'll, a moment. We'll get there. Uh, so that was the first wild card weekend. Then on to the divisional rounds. Um, the 49ers beat the Vikings um, pretty handily. I don't really have anything really to say about that, except for the fact that I don't understand how the losing team's offensive corner gets hired, but we'll get to that later. Um, Titans beat the Ravens. So back to Maverick. I mean, so listen, I don't know how what – like voodoo person you all talk to or like Mike Vrabel like if he ended up chopping off his wiener or something and he's like like whatever (laughs) whatever happened it's working and if the Titans end up winning the Super Bowl I already know I'm already looking forward to Maverick wilding out so I'm hoping for that just to see what happens cannot confirm or deny the rumors about Coach Vrabel but no this one I was I was just absolutely shocked I mean because this is the number one scoring offense in the NFL. And Lamar Jackson is probably the MVP of this league this year. And we held him to 12 points. And we scored 28 points. And according to Booger McFarland, when you score more points than when you're not, you win the game. This um, is true. That's Booger yeah, it, McFarland logic. And so we went up 14 nothing early. Um, and that... Kind of, we're kind of in the same kind of vein between the Titans and the Ravens because we're pretty run-heavy offenses. If you get behind, you're in trouble because the running offense naturally just drains more clock, and so it's hard to play from behind when you're draining clock in that type of fashion. So we did a really good job of having really long possessions. We didn't win time of possession, but we did a good time of handling because while our big thing was just limiting explosive plays for Lamar Jackson, we let him run and get his 10 15 yard gains but it allowed the, it still allowed the clock to run 
Um, it still bled it too much. And we really went to like a zone kind of defense really in the second half where like we let them pass. They had, he had over 300 yards passing. Um, and they got several first downs, but very much are bend but don't break defense, keeping them out of the red zone rather. What was the final score again? It was 28 to 12. The, so Lamar Jackson had about 500 yards of offense in that game and it was held to 12 points like that. If you are going to beat the Ravens, it's going to have to be something like that. They got some breaks. They had some very poor play calling on, on fourth and short. But the Titans had everything break right and were able to capitalize right when they needed to capitalize in order to win this game. And I was uh, watching a video about the Patriots the other day. But the one thing that I took away from it is the better you play and the smarter you play, the more likely you are to get lucky. And I feel like that's exactly what happened with the Titans. Because luckily, I mean, especially in the past few weeks, we've been very disciplined. We're, we've really limited penalties, uh, where I think Baltimore did get kept, uh, caught with several of them. Um, the turnovers were the big thing. We, got, we managed to force three turnovers, two interceptions, and a fumble. That's always going to be big game changers. Not only that, but converting those into meaningful points as well. Um, so, I mean, this team has been in playoff mode since basically like week 15 because they've had to in order to just make the playoffs. And so people started introducing the arguments like, should the Ravens have set their players in week 17 or did the bye week? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't really see much in that. You're, they should still be ready to play. I don't care if they're off or whatnot. Um, it's just that I believe the Titans, whereas I do think maybe teams that are in the playoffs might coast just a tab. It's not, I don't think, to the degree they're saying, whereas the Tennessee Titans have had to be in a playoff-like mode because out of necessity in order to make the playoffs. And so I've, they've hopefully they continue driving that into that because right now Derrick Henry is unstoppable. Unstoppable. And he got another 180-yard game this time. He's the only player to have two 180-yard rushing games in the playoffs. And then with the stat we had earlier where they did have over 500 yards rushing, the Titans had, like I think, right at 300 or right before. It's the largest deferential in yardage to still end in a win. Uh, ESPN stats did report that. So I, it's crazy right now. We're defying all the odds. We're, we're getting some, some notoriety, and I think we're really starting to turn some heads. And maybe getting a favorable matchup next week as the Chiefs scored another touchdown and are now up ten on the Texans. Is it crazy to say that I, in term, that I'm not necessarily as worried about the Chiefs as I would be the Ravens? No, because the Chiefs' run defense is bad. Yeah, no, just the gen- the defense in general is a little bit kind of Swiss cheese. But like I said, offensively they're just as potent as the Ravens could be. Um, so. Luckily, though, we've done a good job of limiting really strong offenses uh, while capitalizing on our own. So, like uh, I think it was Colby who said, the Texans are now losing to the Chiefs 24-34. Um, the only other game left is Seahawks-Packers, um, which will be at 640. It'll be interesting to see if the Texans actually end up winning uh like pull it back out over the Chiefs, like to see the. T- I would be interested to see Titans versus Texans. 
Um, but it is looking like with Chiefs. The, with the Texans hosting the AFC Championship. Right. That would be kind of funny. Um, but does anybody else have anything to say about NFL playoff football? I know that we have college football next on the rundown, but I kind of think this is a good jumping off point to coaching hires. Uh, just really quick, I don't – so as we were recording the um, the – Seahawks Packers game hasn't started. I don't. I feel like that game's gonna suck. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a really hard to watch game. I I still I have not bought into either of those teams. The only thing about either of those teams I've bought into is Russell Wilson. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but I digress. Um. So yeah, here we are. We are now not coachless, Kobe. We have uh, hired, not we, but the Panthers have hired Matt Rule out of Baylor. A lot of positive reaction to it. I I didn't really see a lot of negative reaction to it. I know that um, David Tepper is getting some flack from other owners, which is like, I don't care, like whatever have more pay you're a billionaire if you want to pay him if you wanted him so bad pay him more money exactly so i i don't i don't particularly i don't particularly care about the optics of that um what was your initial reaction to the hire was it somebody you want who did you want to get hired do you do you agree with the hire are you good with it um what are your thoughts colby uh, i think i tweeted oh when it was, <laughs> so, when so it that's was, what that uh, was about okay yeah uh, i mean Sure. I I really did not I did not have a preference for any coach. Uh the biggest thing the Panthers needed was change, so we're getting that. That's good. Uh a skeptical Baylor. I mean, listen. It is not easy to win at Baylor. And he won at Temple. So, and he won at Temple. I would say that I think it's harder to to be successful at Baylor than it is at Temple. That's fair. It is different brands of success. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that's encouraging. I, I think he said he's bringing his defensive coordinator. I think he's thinking of hiring the off the um QB coach from Detroit to be the offensive coordinator. He was also looking at um, uh, LSU's offensive coordinator. Yes. Yes. Which I mean, I'd be fine with LSU's offense isn't very flashy, but it is effective. Uh, I mean, I. I will ask me again this time next year, and I'll tell you how I feel about the hire. Fair enough. Um, what do you think? I'm personally okay. I didn't feel any type of way towards it. I was a lot. I was in your boat. I am skeptical, but um, he seems like a good guy. He seems like he is a lot different from Ron, which is what I really needed. Not that anything was particularly wrong with Ron, but I was really getting tired of some of uh his uh colloquialisms so yeah so i i'm like you said skeptical but i am excited for change so aaron (laughs) yes i don't know how to pronounce his name i don't remember i can't see it in front of me so stefanowski that's where that's where it is yes so the browns move on from Freddie Kitchens and hire that guy from the Vikings. <laughs> um, <laughs> hire him from the Vikings. Offensive coordinator. I'm going to be honest, Aaron. I don't understand this hire. What don't you understand about it? I get it. 
then break the it down Vikings to me. Vikings offense I was really good this year. The Vikings offense was really good, and one thing the Vikings offense did not lack was a healthy dose of Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Okay, I guess my and my optics that... my optics were Kirk Cousins. I guess my that's my optics of the of the Vikings offense. He was good this year. He was okay, right? He was good. He was, he good. was like he's like top five in all like quarterback statistical categories, which is weird because every time. He's like a um, like a mythical creature. Every time you look at him, he's horrible. But like when you're not watching, <laughs> apparently he was really good this year. Well, good. Okay. Anyway, so so how, Aaron. so you're good with it, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, I'm good with it. Would you have rather uh, had well, Salah I, from 40, the Forty ers or? You, I don't know. Or Josh McDaniels? I never decided who I wanted. If we're being Mike completely McCarthy. honest, Mike well, McCarthy. Yeah. But he was off the board in like an hour. Um, your, how does your I, brother feel about it? I don't really know yet. Um, but I think it's just like a draft pick. Ask me next year. Because it's kind of hard to judge a draft pick at the time you draft him. It's kind of hard to judge a coach at the time you hire him because he hasn't done anything yet. Yeah, that's fair. I think it has potential. <sighs> All right. College football playoffs. So, Ohio State lost to Clemson in whatever fashion that happened in because I wasn't able to watch. And LSU beats um, Oklahoma pretty convincingly. So, now we've got these two teams, two unbeaten, the two Tigers, Um Two Death Valleys. Two Death Valleys, two Tigers. I Two Tiger X. Yeah, I'm really excited for this game. Uh, Maverick. One Nick. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Maverick, what are your thoughts? It's going to be an exciting game, no matter what. But I believe this weekend has forced my hands. Go Tigers, and I mean the real Death Valley. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kobe, <laughs> go ahead. Uh yeah. I mean I, I'm fine whoever wins this game. I look if LSU wins, I get to see a championship coach O, which is going to be entertaining. If the if Clemson wins, I will be vindicated in my take that Clemson was the best team in the country. So I mean it should be I hope it's fun. That's what I want. I would be fine if this is a running heavy game and we get to see um, ETN against um, Edwards Healer. That sounds fun. Aaron. I am rooting for LSU. I also want to see a championship coach O. And I really hate Dabo Swinney. Um, Dabo's the complicating part of it. I don't want to see Dabo happy. <laughs> Clemson's fine. I don't like Dabo. Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence is really ugly. <laughs> Don't hold it against him. I have been Let about five, I've been about five feet away from him. It lives up to the hype. His long, long face. <laughs> anyway, um, I so let let's do this officially. So I I'm gonna pick LSU to win in a close one. I'll say like thirty to twenty seven. Uh, Kobe. I will 
stick with Clemson. Uh, let's call it forty-one thirty-five. Okay, Maverick. I will probably go with the Louisiana State Tigers. Uh, I'll probably go forty-two to thirty. 35. Okay, 42. One point higher than Colby. 42, 35. All right. Is it, what is this? The price is right? Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, Aaron. LSU for $1. <laughs> um, so we've got. I, I, I say LSU 31, 24. Yeah. And so, so that's three for LSU and one for Clemson. Not that I don't think Clemson can pull it out. That's just my, my gut feeling. I've maintained, like, Colby's maintained that Clemson's the best team all year. I've maintained that LSU is the best team all year um, through online harassment through another Friedman. Um, so, yeah. So let, let we'll see how this goes. I'm excited. Anything, is that it? Yeah. Anything else? Anything content wise? Anything? I mean, I'm, sports. I mean, NBA is ramping up. I know that the Mavericks just played the Lakers and got Molly whopped. You any feelings, Maverick? <laughs> We're without KP. Okay. <laughs> we also just beat the Sixers last night. You did. That was impressive. in just a month. In a similar Molly whopping fashion, we're fine. Yeah, I don't think but it means much. We're destined to play the Lakers in the playoffs, I and mean, that's going to be a really fun series. Anything else? Anything content wise? I am starting to play through Pokemon Sword, and like my, I haven't played a Pokemon game since like Fire Red, so it's it'll be nice and nostalgic. I saw Uncut Gems. It's really good. Uh, Kevin Garnett's a good actor. That's cool. Uh, and the circle on Netflix is every is I love it. It's the best, and I like it a lot. Watch the circle on Netflix. It's a reality game show, and it's great. It's like Big Brother but catfish. <laughs> Anything for you, Aaron? Um, I've started playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's, that's, to that's a top three one right there. Yeah, it's really fun so far. I like it. The combat is gimmicky, but it's still really fun. The Jackdaw. Not a fan of Black Flag. Hot take. It's my least favorite Assassin's Creed. Ooh, mine's Revelations. Wow. Ooh, that one stinks. The one thing that I really don't like is the modern day segments. Unity's probably my least favorite. Nobody likes the modern day segments in any of the Assassin's Creeds. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm gonna be. If nobody has anything else, I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember this outro. We've done this like 200 million it. times. Kobe, <laughs> take it away. <laughs> if you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com/slash/nevermadevarsity. Anything you like or didn't like, be sure to let us know via Twitter at nevermadepod. Leave us a five star rating and a review on iTunes. Thank you to David Cutter for the music, and we will talk to y'all next week hopefully after a Carolina basketball win we can only hope in other words tighten up